And we are back, and we just finished watching 2021's A Boy Called Christmas, streaming on Netflix, right? Netflix. Netflix. The movie's rated PG-13, has a runtime of one hour and 46 minutes, and is based on a book by Matt Haig of the same name. This is directed by Gil Keenan, with a script by Bill Keenan, or Gil, sorry, Gil Keenan and O.I. Parker. What'd you think? I thought it was nice. It was a it was a cute Christmas movie. Olive G, what did you think of this movie? Um, Be honest and not controversial. Just say if you liked it or not. Maybe. Maybe. She liked it. She liked it. No. What about what about <laughs> you, G? What'd you think no. of the movie? No. Cool. No, I don't understand why it was rated PG thirteen. There's nothing. There's nothing bad in it. Why isn't it rated PG? Maybe because the elements, the tragic oh, elements. Oh, tragic elements, yeah. <laughs> so otherwise it would probably would have been rated G, right? For yeah. Elements. Plus there was, just, there was, some, there was mom- some darkness there to it. There were some moments of peril. I mean, yeah. he was going to be eaten at uh, one point. I remember oh, like, uh, when the father <laughs> fell off the cliff. <laughs> the, f- the father <laughs> fell off the cliff. That's a, that's a scene of peril and comedy. <laughs> it was a scene the of kids, laughter. The kids that... Uh, <laughs> The kids that the story is being told to lost their lost mother. Lost their mother, yes. So, there's yeah. a, there's so a lot, there's there's a lot, lot of, of loss. Yes. Or dealing with loss. <laughs> dealing with loss, yeah. But it was hilarious. There it was wasn't. nothing, there was there's no hilarious, hilarious deaths in this movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> the father's death was hilarious. It was. All right, let's stop with the spoilers. <laughs> I didn't read the book, but I find it interesting that a lot of the streaming services are doing books adaptations 8-bit Christmas which we recently saw was also a book adaptation as is this this was very very well done very sweet definitely hit a a sweet spot for me I will out myself and and say I cried at the end I thought it was it's from the people who did Paddington it's from the people who did from Paddington they they know how to to work it yeah pull the heartstrings Uh, it's not as good as Paddington it's not not as good as as Paddington Paddington but it's it's good it's really good and I think this is definitely another entry into new content holiday viewing if you have what would you say like eight and up yeah yeah eight and up I think is like I said there there is like a a little bit of, of darkness here tragic sacrifice in the movie which could have been reacted to a little bit better in our household. I was surprised by the amount of glee that was shown. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It, yeah, it wasn't any. It wasn't a catch me, Captain moment. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm determined. I'm captain. determined, Captain. It wasn't like like that deserved laughter and ridicule. This. Uh, just, that was, uh, was sad. Noble sacrifice. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Terrible. 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 Yeah, I think I think Kid Two is just trying to be contrary. Did you have? Did you have a favorite character, Olive G? <laughs> the mouse. What was his name? Uh, oh my goodness! You spent the whole movie wow. allegedly watching it with me. No, that was a little elf girl. Mika. Mika. Was oh, the, Mika. Was the mouse. Such a forgettable name. No. Voiced by not. Stephen Merchant, Who? which was a refreshing change from James Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been Paddington's voice. Ben Wishaw? Yeah. No, I think I 
I think for this particular character, I think Stephen Merchant worked. Stephen Merchant worked great. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? My biggest fear was like, oh, my God, don't let it be Ricky Gervais when he finally <laughs> speaks, right? Because he's well, got kind of like that. He was he was the voice of in the, the Willoughby's. The cat in the Willoughby's, yeah. which was just like, why was that character even there? I don't know. I don't know. And it's, like, it's such a weird casting choice, Ricky yeah. Gervais, for a kid's movie. That, but okay, whatever. Yeah, why did you like Mika, Olive J? Because... Like, um, when uh, his uh, aunt kicked him out of the house and, like, he set up his fort to sleep in and, like, Mika snuggled in his pocket and it was so adorable. And yawned. Animals are so damn cute when they yawn. Yeah, and they had good effects on him. Yeah. He he looked good. He looked like he was in the picture. Yeah, Seriously, for the film that just was released on Netflix, they're really putting some money some into this Some money into projects, this, yeah. yeah. Everything looked good. The yeah. town, like that elf town looked amazing. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I wish that I could, like, they should make, like, a Christmas village that people could visit. That looks that like that. That looked exactly like that with yeah. those crazy bridges and the little windmills everywhere. And the colorful. I think those were computer generated, but. The, but still, still a lot of that good. stuff with A lot of that stuff was practical. Yeah, and yeah, it lo- yeah. And it looked cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think the tone of the movie, the set pieces, the design work, the costuming, mm-hmm. all really, really, yeah, and I agree with you. Mika's obviously 3D generated, but he, I mean, he you could great. see the fur. Yeah, yeah, he looked great. The fur, and it's the, like the big, cute eyes. Yeah, and it's like, cute. it's interesting because I guess Netflix now has to make a, a lot of its own original content since everybody has a streaming service this day, so... Yeah, uh, this really worked for me on a lot of levels. What about you, Gigi? What did you think? Did you have a favorite character? Hey, you didn't ask what my favorite scene was. Uh, are, you already said your, your favorite scene, so no, I don't need to. recording. I was just four seconds. What was your favorite scene, Olivia? Um, when my father <laughs> fell off the cliff. When my father fell off the cliff. <laughs> there wasn't anything, come on, there wasn't anything that, that you were more excited about. I, I could swear <laughs> in, the, in the beginning of the movie you were like all into it like especially when mika first showed up and the father was like trying to kill him with an axe you were like totally into it yes scenes of peril that for that, mika. that had you gripped so and had you shook mm-hmm. as the young kids say Shooky. all right what about you g do you? you have a favorite character truth pixie she was interesting she was interesting and the little thing at the end was sort of interesting as well yeah, the truth pixie. That actress looked very familiar to me. She did. What are you showing me? <laughs> Gibberish nonsense. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. According to IMDb, if this page loads, the truth pixie is not really listed. I did not. Her name is Zoe Margaret Coletti. She was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. She was in the new version of Annie Wildlife Skin. She was in Fear the Walking Dead as Dakota. Maybe that's where you remember her from. I don't know if I've ever watched Fear the Walking Dead, but it wouldn't surprise me if they had another English-accented person on that show. Is she English? I don't know. Her IMDb page doesn't make that clear, but she was in... I think everybody in that film was from England. I don't know. She was in Law and Order. She oh. might be an American kid. I think everybody has to be in Law and Order if they ever want to make an American movie. <laughs> Boo. All right. Yeah. But she did look familiar. 
She was also in that Mercy show on and, NBC. And the and the daughter looked familiar to me too for some reason. The daughter. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. She did look familiar to of, me. Of, of those three kids, of I the three swear kids, I've seen the, that the little girl. Else. Yeah. What was her name? I don't know. Did the, the kids ever get names? Don't I don't think, think so. so. The youngest was Moppet, apparently. That's just the nickname that you that English people call their kids. Moppet. Yeah. A mop. Oh. Moffat kind of reminds it, it me of that scene of an eight bit Christmas where like he had to put the retainer back into his oh, that gross. had been mopped up and stepped on, pushed around. If it's floor. Isabella O'Sullivan, then she hasn't really done anything other than this. Well, maybe her face just looks familiar. Yeah, she did have a familiar face to me though too. Yeah. Maybe did you have a favorite scene, Gigi? Mine was my favorite was the same as. The father falling off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hooting and hollering and yeah, I don't, I don't get why that that resulted in so much laughter. It was we seriously, loved it. it was, a, it was. I think it because I think it was because maybe it was predictable. Because I think before it happened, Kid One was like the momentum is going at. Throw him off that guy. Yeah, that I, I was like, I think, I think you said it out loud before it happened, and then when it was happening, you both were like, oh, belly laugh, belly laugh, cackling, yes, cackling. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite get the need for the cackling. It, it, to me, it was. It I was, guess it's to break up the solemnity it, of the it, moment. It was, it was, an, it was a noble sacrifice. That that was not a moment for any kind of laughter. <laughs> You know what? Sometimes and it wasn't filmed in a funny way. It wasn't either. no, like but effect, I think the effects were good. It was he, a moment for laughter. Yeah. It was a moment for <laughs> I think you could sort of correlate this with the funeral scene in Steel Magnolias, where no, I, I like that movie. Steel Magnolias. I love that movie, no, but that, I think that was that was a tragic moment, interrupted or or broken up by a moment of humor that was needed and intentional. There was no humor intended in this scene. Yes, Perhaps, there was. but was sometimes you need to have levity in. This child had like one tragedy after another. He lost his mother. He's barely eating. His father goes away for the greater good, leaves him with this horrible relative who kicks him out of his own home. Yeah, he has to sleep I in mean, a wood hovel outside in the snow. Jeez, Louise. I mean, this kid was repeatedly life's punching bag. Yeah, and then Oh, she... and also his doll was cooked into a meal for him. <laughs> for him. <laughs> the doll that his mother made for him. His doll. Yeah, gross. which was sad. That's yeah. gross. He watches his own father die. Yeah, I mean, this kid had just one right but none of that was meant to be funny. <laughs> but I'm saying that sometimes you need Hilarious. like a I'm not. I agree with do you, you do, do but you, I'm trying to make an excuse for these two lunatics wait. by saying so, that. So you're saying that our children needed a moment of levity, perhaps. and they found it where they could. I no, perhaps because I in the movie that was not a moment of levity. It wasn't, but I think that because Kid One said this is what's going to no, happen, no, no, no. and then to see it happen. All right, you tell me. The scene was not intended to be funny. It was intended to be sad, but me and Olivia are just like twisted maniacs. maniacs, so we laughed at it. Well, I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to dispute that that claim either. Because well, they at least they admit it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Did you have a favorite scene or a favorite character? I guess the kid. The kid. The kid did a good job. Did a know? great job. Did a great job. He did a good job. He he really conveyed that oh doing good is is the is the right thing is the right do. thing to do and and he he carried it off he did he never sounded like he was just trying to push his way through a bunch of saccharine dialogue or anything like that sure <laughs> sure sure and honestly when you're when you're dealing with stuff like this you need a, a performer who can embody that convey that message yeah. without it sounding like some guy pushing through some saccharine dialogue yeah I because agree. let's I agree. let's be let's be real here the christmas movies and, and family films there's always like a positive message that cynical people will look at and just be like oh god this, this is so cheesy or something like that yeah. they just can't bring themselves to enjoy a positive message like oh god oh, you want me to give up my cynicism no just enjoy it there's nothing wrong with having a positive attitude there's nothing sure. wrong with being enthusiastic about something and liking what you like yeah. and Agreed. watching something that makes you feel good yeah. and when you have stuff like that having a, per a performer who can get that message across give that performance convey that mess that message that moral that really helps sure i mean sure. we've seen we've seen tons of like bad yeah. christmas yeah. stuff or or family or films actors. and the message is just like that you you just roll your eyes at where like at the end they're just like tilting their heads towards each other and going oh family's the most important thing ever <laughs> like that home alone uh home sweet home alone it was Get out of here with you me. You quiet about that. That movie was perfect. <laughs> okay. No. It wasn't perfect, but, you know. You I, know I'm what's funny about Home Sweet Home Alone? You didn't laugh nearly as much as you did in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, all. And that was intended to be funny. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, <laughs> I have a twofold question for everyone here at this table. I'm going to start with Gigi. Gigi. Of the new original movies that we've seen, whether it's 8-Bit Christmas, Home Sweet Home Alone, or A Boy Na Named Christmas, which one of those three is your favorite? If you had to choose one to recommend to a friend. Say a friend was like, hey, I want to watch something new for the, the holidays with my family. What would you recommend? I'd say go go check out A Kid Named Christmas if you want a good laugh. Okay. Fair enough. What would you say? Of those three, 8-Bit uh, Christmas. I too would choose 8-Bit Christmas. What about you? I'm going to assume, Olive G, that you're This wasn't bad, but eight, I, I enjoyed 8-Bit Christmas more. Is that, the, is that the movie that you would recommend to your buddies? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Although they'll probably never be able to watch it because they don't have Disney Plus. <laughs> None of them do. Oh, really? That's depressing. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it'll they'll get. I'm sure they'll put TV. that on the. I'm sure they'll put that on. If well, actually, we watch. Oh no, Home Sweet Home. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Disney. Original. They're gonna put that on one of their regular cable channels at at some point. at some point yeah. in the near future. I bet. Yeah. Mm. What made that adaptation you think better than this adaptation because both of these are based on books right 8-bit christmas and uh, no i i don't think it was a matter of it being a better adaptation it's just the subject matter spoke to me more 
and and the, <laughs> and the present, the subject matter and the presentation just spoke to me. This, this was like a nice little fable. Eight Bit Christmas was just was just fun all the way through. This had more sort of like moments that were trying to like pull on your heartstrings. Yes. Eight Bit Christmas agreed. did have that like at that towards the end towards the, the towards the end more and and whatnot and and the message was sort of like really. It, like with Ape at Christmas, you really sort of had to like whittle through the story to get that message. It was like it was there all along, but you you kind of like earn that message. Sure, Th- sure. This also had that, but this was also more along the lines of something that was going to pull on your heartstrings. And like I said, it's more of a fairy tale. Right. Well, I think it's interesting because in both stories. It's sort of very non-denominational, so it's it's trying to appeal to a wider audience than just a specific. Because I mean, if we really think about Christmas, it is a religious holiday. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure retailers and stuff have. There's there's no there's I mean there's no mention at all of, of religion in this. In, in fact, nobody in this even knows or the other one really. Nobody I mean, even knows what the word Christmas means, mean, right, which is like which funny because it's like. It's Christ Mass. Right. It's it's the Mass you have for Christ, Christ. on on his right. birth. What? But in this movie, it's just some word that elves made up for a holiday about being nice and generous and giving. Right. And that's it. There's no. To me, Christmas is about presents. I'm sure. That's what. That's yeah. That 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 would be more in line with with uh, the elf holiday. But I think I just I just thought that was interesting. The other thing I wanted to, to mention was I agree with you. I liked Eight Bit Christmas just a little bit more, but I think that the appeal of that, having lived through that time, being part of that generation, yeah, it speaks to and you it more. speaks to you, right? But I think just as a story, it's very relatable. Yeah, I As mean, I'm I'm not a, a I'm not an orphan from England or a orphan from ancient Norway, wherever, wherever, uh, <laughs> Finland, Finland. yeah, it's not a personally relatable tale. It's just, sure. a, it's, it's a fable. It's, it's a, right. It's but a I, I, I do also think that this particular film, or at least the story behind this particular film also has that broader message about being kind and being giving and loving and that, even in what was it at the end the darkest of days new days come and Mm -hmm. you sort of learn you don't necessarily get over grief completely what was it grief is the price we pay for loving and it's it's a price Price. worth paying hey right and it's it's true yeah and also what what else did you say the sometimes the truth hurts but you learn to live and the hurt never goes away but you learn to live with it it, and it makes you stronger yeah which I think is like the all, greater message. All here. good, yeah. All good lessons to to know. Right. I, and if, in and fact, if you, I think a lot of people really need to take to heart that message about the truth. Yes. Because the truth is the truth. You got to accept it. Right. It's and not sometimes about it feeling. sucks, and sometimes it hurts. But you got to accept it, yeah. and you got to learn to live with it, and make yourself stronger rather than just deny it and live in a fantasy. Live world. in a fantasy. Right, because that's living this illusion, right? Is you're just pepper, perpetuating a fallacy, which it, it hurts you in the long run. It's like, oh, my house isn't on fire. 
Yeah. <laughs> it is. No, it's not. My house is not on fire. I refuse to believe that. This, yes, that it is. That lesion on my foot, it's not bad. It's, it's not bad. It just itches a little. And then next thing you know, you're getting all your limbs amputated. Right. Yeah. So I, I think I think the nice thing about both of those, and, and even to an extent, Home Sweet Home Alone, is that there's more to the season than just presents. So I think that this holiday season... It's, it's really important to not only enjoy the time that you have with your family and really live in the moment and be present and put aside electronics and, and, and just any kind of extra stuff like what we were told in 8-Bit Christmas, which I think is a great message because this Christmas is the only Christmas that you get, right? You can choose to make it, well, obviously you'll have other Christmases in the future, but this particular Christmas coming up is the only one that you're going to get for 2021, right? So make it special, right? And I think with Home Sweet Home Alone, just the idea of also your family is your home. The home is a structure and it's important. And obviously we feel bad for people that are, that don't have homes, that don't have families to spend it with. But always remember, too, that your family is your home. And sometimes the friends that you pick up along the way sort of become your family, like that end scene in that particular movie. Mm-hmm. That that particular, the first Christmas they spent with family, but then that second Christmas they spent with the family that they chose. Right. So that's also a really great store like lesson to be learned and I think in this particular film the idea of being good and being kind and even with so much hurt and tragedy and adversity to always have that hope this movie was very strong very strong messages about kindness and hope and just acknowledging that there is going to be bad times but to always remember that the sun also rises the next day. Yeah. And I think that's such those are such sweet, lovely messages to take away in this holiday season. And I hope that everyone remembers that. The things that divide us are nothing compared to the things that unite us. And from our family to all of you, we wish you all the best in the holiday season that all your dreams come true, that you are all well, healthy, and thriving, that you mend your fences, have peace of mind, and love in your heart. And that's it from us, and we will bid you all a good night. Merry get, Christmas, happy numbers? holidays. And, oh, I didn't get numbers. Ha, I was so ha, busy ha, ha, on my soapbox here. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I'll go around the table and get numbers. Gigi, one to ten. Boy called Christmas. Boy named Christmas, sorry. Mm-hmm. Wait, it was a boy named Christmas? Or is it a boy called Christmas? A boy called Christmas. I thought so. I don't know, seven? I too would give this movie a seven. What about you, Olive G? Six. Six! I'd give it a seven. Yes. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. If you're looking for original content for the holidays that you can see with your entire family, A Boy Called Christmas, currently streaming on... Netflix. Netflix. 
PG-13, one hour and 46 minutes, is definitely a sure bet. So thank you, Netflix, for this fun holiday treat. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we will be back with another review soon. Good night. Good night.